0: Hi, this is Stuart Weems, and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights, and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about your biggest Achilles heel, and then I'm going to share with you two things that you can uh, do or put in place uh, to mitigate its potential negative consequences. I'm a big fan of the movie Wall Street that came out in 1987 and uh, included the fictional character Gordon Gecko. You know, the the common quote or famous quote is, greed is good. Uh, But when he was talking to Bud Fox, uh, he said, Bud, the first rule of business is never get emotional about stocks. It clouds your judgment. And really, emotion and financial decisions really don't mix. And the problem is it's impossible to be completely impartial when looking at your own financial situation. There's a couple of reasons for that. Firstly, it's our money. We've worked really hard for it and we don't want to make a mistake. You know, I've seen marriages uh, break up over poor financial decisions that have crystallized significant financial losses. So it's a big deal and there's a lot at stake. Secondly, we tell ourselves stories about money, you know, and these stories have been shaped over many years of our upbringing, culture, and our own personal experience uh, in in life. You know, stories like money is evil, money is a measure of our success, it's hard to make money uh, when investing, uh, money solves all my problems, money changes people, money makes me feel safe, and the list goes on. We tell ourselves stories about money and those stories uh, resonate in the way that we make decisions. Have you ever taken a photo of a sunset or a landmark and then been so surprised of how small that the sun or the moon, whatever you've been uh, photographing, or the landmark, how small it looks in the photo compared to the naked eye? And the reason for that is that our brain plays a trick on us. It's an optical illusion. You know, the brain focuses on that particular target and if it's uh, looking at a sunset, you've got the horizon as comparison uh, and it it makes it seem in our own mind that that is a lot bigger than what it truly is. Um, and why that happens isn't really important. The point I'm trying to make is that... Uh, our reality is defined by our beliefs and and what our brain um, makes us focus on. So, when looking at your own financial circumstances, whether you're seeing reality or what the average person might think is reality, um, isn't so obvious to you because of your closeness. And over the last seventeen years, I've um, I've seen. Um, emotion really get in the way and create a lot of problems for people when it comes to investing. And there's probably four, I guess, uh, common uh, results from letting emotion influence your financial decisions. The first one is overthinking. It might sound a bit perverse because, you know, how can thinking a little bit more about uh, an important financial decision be a bad thing? But the problem with overthinking is you start to explore every possible outcome and you add too much weight to something, an outcome that's very unlikely to occur, almost so remote, it really doesn't even warrant any attention or consideration. And people... It causes people to jump at shadows, you know, um, go down different rabbit warrens that really aren't relevant, and then they end up getting so um, confused that they make a decision uh, based on considerations or outcomes that just have zero or or close to zero likelihood of of occurring. So overthinking can actually be a a negative thing. Uh, Secondly, they can be blind to risk. Uh, So... Um, that would happen when we uh, irrationally ignore all the evidence to the contrary. So, you know, we make an investment decision, we think this is a great investment, and then we're really blind to evidence that might suggest that that original decision or the decision we've just made is actually not a good decision. And so to be completely impartial, I guess, uh, uh, means that we need to set our ego aside and leave room for the possibility, always leave room for the possibility that we could be wrong. Thirdly, Uh, paralysis by fear of making a mistake. So just the fear of making a mistake paralyses people from actually making a decision or really seeing the wood from the trees, really seeing what is the best way forward. Um, Two common examples of this uh, would be, you know, people that are nearing retirement, um, maybe have 10 years left uh, to go in terms of their working career. So they know they need to get on the bike and do something. They know they need to map out a strategy but they also know that they don't have any room for error. You know, there's no time. Uh, they don't have a lot of time up their sleeve to, to uh, course correct if they find out they've gone down the wrong wrong path. Um, another example could be uh, that it's, well, I'm dealing with someone that's lost money in the past from a bad financial decision. And that's impacted them uh, both, it's sort of been a kick to their ego, but also impacted them from a financial perspective. And obviously, they don't want that to happen again, Um, but they become so sort of uh, fear laden that uh, they don't understand or identify the reasons why the loss occurred in the first place. The loss occurred almost always because they um, didn't comply with the fundamentals of investing and therefore complying with the fundamentals uh, will almost always or, or probably always uh, avoid uh, a financial loss or a financial mistake. Uh, and so uh, if people have experienced significant losses in the past, sometimes they retain a, an irrational um, level of nervousness despite the fact that the, all the fundamentals are, are present. And so it can, again, shape their decision-making and they might say, oh, look, oh, that feels too risky, so let's do X, Y and Z, but X, Y and Z is actually the wrong path, the wrong strategy, the wrong assets and so forth. And lastly, the fourth one is overconfidence. Uh, you know, I think we need to be consciously incompetent, that is, we need to realize that we don't know everything. And the really interesting thing with financial planning and investing is you only have to be a little bit wrong to completely ruin the outcome of investment. So that is, there might be 20 things to get right. If you get 19 of them right, you might think, or you might conclude logically, oh, well, we won't be too far off. But in actual fact... Perhaps that last thing is the key element, the icing on the cake, if you like. And it might halve the ultimately halve the long-term return as a result. So you really need to um, get all those factors right. Not necessarily perfect, but you need to get all the factors right rather than getting only a few of those uh, factors right. And I think arrogance is a silent enemy of successful investing. You know, knowing, not leaving room for the possibility that because you're not an expert or professional in this field, um, that, you know, that that you're not going to do as good a job as someone that that is. And uh, secondly, uh, I I just don't understand how people would make significant investments, often hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions of dollars, uh, without getting even at least a second opinion um, from someone that's a, a professional and expert in that area. So that's the way that, emotions get in the way that I've seen over the last 17 years. So what can you do about it? If you recognize that you're you're inherently emotional about your own money and you might not have as clear a lens as someone that doesn't have that emotional connection, what can you do about it? Well, I think there's two things that you can do. The first thing is you can adopt a rules-based approach to financial decision-making. So that is for you to sit down in the cold light of day and list a whole bunch of rules that you think are fundamentally sound so that you can follow them and that way that if you're in a particular emotional state no matter what particular emotional state you are in if you just follow the rules and the rules are sound then ultimately your decisions will be sound you know it's much like the idea of anger you know we all know that anger isn't a response that serves, serves us well it doesn't solve problems it doesn't get results but when we're angry, it's very difficult sometimes uh, to not react as such, you know, react with anger. So it's emotion that kind of gets in the way. And the best way you can avoid emotion getting in the way with financial decisions is follow a bunch of rules. And those rules might be as simple as things like save $2,000 every month before you spend money on anything else. And that way, if you come up, Um, with an idea to spend money on X, Y, or Z, something that's a lifestyle element, and you haven't saved that level of money yet that month, uh, well, then you can follow the rule and you can make, okay, I'm not going to buy that thing that I really want. Um, Never invest more than 1% of your wealth in speculative stock. Um, You'll always adopt a diversified asset allocation, not take large bets on sectors, industry, and geographical markets. Um, I'll never invest in a residential property unless it all 18 attributes that make an uh, investment-grade property. Uh, by the way, the link is in the show notes. Um, I'll never make uh, investment-based uh, decisions based on subjective information. There must be overwhelming objective historical data, for example. So there, are some of the rules that you can list out that are really important for you to follow to make sure that you don't make a mistake and then uh, always turn to those rules before you make those uh, decisions. The second thing that you can do is engage an independent advisor or get a a peer coach now of course i've got a vested interest in saying get an independent advisor but it doesn't make that any less true in fact you know um you know the fact is sorry I, i have i don't have emotional baggage when i'm looking at my clients financial situations my lens is completely clear unemotional very pragmatic And I've got almost a fanatical commitment to sticking to proven fundamentals. So I don't get distracted by any of that sort of noise that might distract some of my clients. And I think that serves them really well. You know, if a financial advisor, if all they do is help you avoid making a couple of silly decisions over the next 10 years, then I reckon they've gone a really long way to um, demonstrating or crystallizing more value than what their fees have taken away. Uh, you know, mistakes can be devastating to a financial strategy, you know, losing one or $200,000 can really set you back. But most people aren't going to pay their advisor one or $200,000 over the lifetime of their relationship. So, you know, we've got to understand that it's important to get it right. But most importantly, it's important never to get it wrong. As Warren Buffett says, The first rule of investing is don't lose money. The second rule is refer to rule one. Now, if for whatever reason you don't want to engage a, uh, a financial advisor, then get a trusted friend that can hold you accountable to sticking to your rules and meet with them periodically uh, to share your goals and strategy. And perhaps one of your rules could be that you would never make an investment without your peers' endorsement so that they're saying, yes, this complies with everything that you've told me that's really important to you. So there you go, it's easy to see the wood from the trees when I'm advising my clients because I'm not emotionally attached to their money. You have to understand that it's almost impossible to become completely emotionally divorced from your own financial decisions and you also must acknowledge that you, if that's true and if you agree with me with that, that you need to take steps to make sure that's not the case. You need to take steps to ensure that you've got a very clear pragmatic lens when looking at your own financial situation and developing your own strategy. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, Until next week, bye for now.